This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. In his special two-day message entitled, Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow, Pastor Ray carries on a very unique, down-to-earth conversation with his audience about the benefits of whether it's best to remember or forget our life's experiences and just how dramatically decisions made concerning these memories can affect our future. Addressing those whose bad memories of the past might be hindering their present and thus any real hope they might have for their future, Pastor encourages these not to forget all the good and great things God has done in their lives, because these are often battles of the soul, fought in the battlefield of the mind, will, and emotions. They're not always fought against others, but oftentimes simply against ourselves. Let's now join Pastor with much more on how best to forget those negative memories of the past and look forward to those blessed memories of the future. But I wanted to uh, talk to you from the Word of God about two things that we are commanded by the Word of God to do. Two things that we are instructed by the Word of God to do. And those two things, and it almost seems like a contradiction, and um, but only the Word of God could get away with something that would sound like a contradiction, but is not a contradiction at all. And the two things that the Bible teaches us very clearly and very pointedly, something that we all need to incorporate in our daily living is first to remember and secondly to forget. Remember and forget. Two very important things that the Bible teaches us. In every one of our lives, there are a lot of thoughts and a lot of things that are going on inside of us. And uh, we have, we've got to come to a place as, as a believer where we can begin to assimilate or process all these different thoughts and ideas that come through our heads and begin to understand clearly what are the things that I am to remember and what are the things that I am to forget. Uh, in, most, in most believers' lives, I'll say that in most humans li- human lives, uh, some of the biggest problems that we endure today is um, the things that have happened to us in the past. And a lot of things that we are carrying around today are simply the memory of things that have happened to us in the past. I I like to say it this way, the the hardest day, there's two days actually that give people and believers, we're talking about believers right now, the hardest deal or the hardest trouble or the hardest time, and that's yesterday and tomorrow. We're either worried about, you know, things of tomorrow or we're all bound up over the thoughts of yesterday. But yet the Bible very pointedly tells us to remember some things and to forget some things. Unfortunately, I think we've got it all mixed up. The things we ought to remember are the things we forget. And the things we ought to forget are the things that we just can't let go of. (laughs) Am I talking to anybody in this nice little church here this morning? 
So, so we have to remember some things and we have to forget some things. I would say right now today that some of us are carrying a major load in our lives of memories that are not profitable to your, um, your growth and development as a Christian, not profitable to uh, helping you to get on with your walk in God, not profitable in helping you to be all that you want to be. As a matter of fact, some of the things that you are holding on to and remembering today are actually an impediment to your progress as a believer. It's not only an impediment to you, but it's an impediment to those around you. You say, well, what do you mean? Well, because of some of the things that you should let go of and some of the things you ought to forget about that you have not forgotten about and are still holding on to are affecting the lives of those whom you affect. Because there are things that you're holding against someone. There are things that you're not, uh, you know, uh, letting go of. There are things that you won't release because of your memory of things that you ought to forget about. And, you know, the biggest battle that you and I are ever going to fight in our lives is not each other. We're battling each other, but that's not the battle. Your battle is not with flesh and blood as it's outlined in Ephesians. It is not against, it's against principalities and powers that are contending for the thoughts that go through your mind. The battlefield, my dear brothers and sisters, is not on this earth. The The battlefield is in your mind. That's where it happens. And the Bible clearly tells us that we've got to remember some things, but we also have to forget some things. And we've got to really take an assessment of our lives and the things that have happened to our li- in our lives and begin to, uh, you know, uh, categorize these things. You ought to have a box of things that you need to forget and a box of things you need to remember and just throw those things that you're to forget in that box and get rid of it and don't hold on to it anymore. Because a lot of the struggles that we go through in our lives is based in the things that we've been through that we refuse to let go of and we refuse to forget. You know, if someone's been through a bad marriage and through a divorce, all they can think of was when they think of marriage is bad, ugly, like a man that goes through a divorce or a woman, all women are, are terrible. All men are mean. And we hold on to these thoughts and, and, and your future is really put on hold because you'll never enter into a new and healthy relationship by holding on to something that's old, stale, done over, you know, I mean, over with, done, completed, and, you know, unproductive. You will never go on with your life. And I've seen over the course of time where people have, you know, gone into a new marriage without forgetting the things of the past and the marriage that didn't work and they go into a new marriage and they wonder why they struggle or they go into a new relationship even if it isn't a marriage. Oftentimes we go through experiences in our life where people let us down or people hurt us, people who we trust. Anybody ever have a trusted friend that lets you down? Anybody ever have a trusted person, you know, someone in your life who you trusted? And then what happens is, you know, we get, we get through that relationship. We say we get over it, but we really don't get over it because you really don't get over it until you release them and you release the memory of it. You're not over it yet. It's not until you stop thinking about it and stop rehearsing it in your mind that you're over it. But often what will happen is that we'll come through the, a relationship like that and we'll, we'll try to start some new relationships, but we're always, always, always in defense mode, always have our protection up because we're afraid based upon our past experiences that someone's going to do this to us again. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, you're never going to have productive, trusting relationships. Now, you should learn from bad relationships. You should learn some things to do and some things not to do. But most certainly you can't become an isolated you know, recluse uh, and never have a trusting relationship again. 
But that, that usually happens because we, we have memory of things that have happened to us in the past and we refuse to let go of it. So the Bible says we need to remember some things, but we have to forget some things. And again, as I said, I, I, I feel and I've seen in my ministry that the things we ought to forget about are the things that we are still remembering. And the things we ought to remember are the things that we often forget about or don't put as much emphasis on. Am I talking to anybody? Is, does, that, does, that, does that point out anybody here? You know, that's why it's important to forgive. Forgiveness is not an option. It's a command. And, and forgiveness is not forgiveness, you know, until you release that person from what they've done to you. But if you keep rehearsing the events and the, uh, the assault against you or the, you know, whatever it be, the rejection or the hurt or the pain, if you keep reviewing that and rehearsing that in your mind, you're never really truly ever going to forgive them. You got to let it go. And you've got to learn to forget something like that. That's, that's one of those things that you have to forget. You have to forget the people in your past. You know, there's one thing I learned about the people in my past that are no longer in, in, my, in my present. Anybody have people that were once in your past but are not a part of your present anymore? Well, what I've learned, I've come to understand is that the people in my past that are no longer in my present that I wish were in my present, but, you know, uh, they chose not to be in my present anymore. I come to find out that you've got to stop moaning and groaning about those people because those people just came through your life at that particular moment of your life to help add to the story of your life. They had a chapter in your book, the book of your own life. They're no longer in your life. That doesn't mean the book is closed and finished. It means we go on to a new chapter and we move on to a new place and a new, a new chapter in our lives. So I've, I've learned, and the way you have to look at it is the people and the situations and the circumstances that you've been through, uh, that just added to one of the chapters of your life. And you come to find out that people really don't, you know, whether they're with you or not with you, whether they love you or don't love you, whether they accept you or don't accept you, whether they treat you right or don't treat you right, has absolutely zero bearing on your progress, your success, and your development and growth as a believer. God's going to have his way in you. I said, God's going to have his way in you. God is going to get you to your destination safely because you are God's and no one else's. You belong to the king of glory. You are in his hand. He is your father and he is going to safely get you to your destination. So there are some things that we have to forget. And it's amazing to me how people hold on to stuff. I mean, people are talking about stuff and going back and rehearsing stuff. And you see this on these ridiculous shows on TV. People dig up all this stuff from years past and they wonder why they can't get anywhere. The stuff of the past is nothing but an impediment to your future. The stuff of the past that you ought to forget. Now, there's some good things you ought to remember about, about the past. You ought to go over the past and remember all the wonderful things that God has done in your life. You ought to go over the past and see all the miracles. You say, well, I've never had a miracle. Oh, yes, you did. Let me tell you, for some of it's a miracle that we got to this place in our life. It's a miracle that no one didn't take us out or sickness didn't get us or something. I mean, some of you were so bad before you became, became a believer. You were a naughty, naughty, naughty. It's, it's amazing. Someone didn't beat the snot out of you and leave you for dead. Let me tell you, that was a miracle that no one got on your case and whipped your behind. Let me tell you something. It's a miracle. Uh, can I say that? It's a miracle, uh, sir, that your wife put up with you all these years while you were fighting her. It's a miracle, sir. 
It's a miracle, woman, that your husband put up with you all these years. You say, oh, I haven't seen a miracle. You certainly did. You're, you're still married. You have kids. You've made it to this place safely. You ought to go back and remember the good things in life and remember the things that God has done. And, and you see, when you put your focus on what God has done, that just stimulates faith. That just stimulates you on the inside to trust God. Because if he did it then, he's going to do it now. And if he will do it now, he will do it forever until we go home to be with him. You'll never build your faith thinking on the, the bad thoughts or the, un, you know, the impure thoughts or the, the, the failure thoughts or, or the disappointment thoughts of yesterday. Faith will only be built upon the things uh, that are positive about your walk with God, remembering how God helped you and remembering those places that God has taken you through. So, so I want to I talk about this subject a little bit, some things you have to remember and some things you have to forget because it's interesting in the Bible as you study how uh, people, and, and we'll get to one particular account, I don't think we'll get there today, but one particular account of, of, of God's people that because of their thoughts of yesterday, they really hindered their future or their, their progress and their blessing for tomorrow. And uh, so one of the things that we have to be so careful about in our lives is that focus in on the things we need to remember. Remember the things that are worth remembering and forget the things that don't bring any joy or peace or blessing to your life. And by doing so, you'll continue to trust in God and build a good, strong faith life that will be victorious and will overcome everything that comes your way. As a matter of fact, I'm just preaching at you for a while. I said, all right, you getting something out of this? As a matter of fact, what we all ought to learn to do is let things roll off our backs. Release, let go, and just focus in on the good things. And one of the things that I practice in my own life, there's a verse in, in Hebrews, and it says, taking every thought captive and forcing it, making it obedient unto Christ. You know that verse? I don't have time to go to it, but I think it's Hebrews 10 or something like that. Taking every thought captive and making it obedient unto Christ. Taking every thought captive. So what you have to do is you have to begin to assess your thoughts. You have to begin to look at your thinking patterns and things that are not consistent with godliness, things that are not consistent with the word of God, things that don't bring joy to your heart and things that, you know, uh, want to kick up bad memories and so on and so forth. I'm going to tell you those things you have to cast down because the first part of this is casting down imaginations, casting down vain imaginations and taking every thought captive and forcing it into the obedience of Christ. That's the warfare that we fight. That's the battle that you and I endure every day. Because you see, as much as we know by the word of God that our minds are renewed by the word of God, the devil tries to keep thoughts in our mind all the time. He's trying to keep you remembering of who you were and what you did and who did what to you and, and you know, uh, your, your past. I'm going to tell you what, dwelling on your sinful past is the worst thing you could ever do. And if anybody tries to keep your past alive, man, you ought to get away from those people. You ought to rebuke them because you're not what you used to be. My Bible said any man be in Christ. He is a brand new creation. The old is gone and the new has come and all of this is from God. God has transformed you. I refuse to allow anyone to keep my past in my, in my present. 
My past is my past. There's nothing I can do about it. It's not worth thinking about. It's not worth focusing in on. The past is the past. It's under the blood. Jesus is forgiven. Jesus is healed. Jesus is cleansed. Jesus has released you from the past. So there's no sense looking at the past. Looking at the past and trying to get into your future is never going to happen. You will never get to your future by looking at your past because your past is going to tell you you're not good enough. Look at what you did. If they find out about this or that, oh, dear God, oh, what will the people think? The heck with what the people think. It's what God thinks about you, my dear brothers and sisters. You are God's chosen one. So we, we have got to learn to forget some things and we, we've got to learn to keep our focus on remembering the things that are worth remembering. Don't think about the sinful past. Don't think about where you've come from, what you've done, what you've done, you're done. Praise God. Thank God for the precious blood of Jesus. Even if you did it as a believer, thank God. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk after the spirit, not of the flesh. Thank God that you've been released and freed. So even as a believer, if you did something dumb, you've got to learn to put that under the blood and forget about it. Listen, one of the things that's the hardest thing for us to understand as believers is when God forgives us, he forgives you so much that he doesn't even have any memory of what you have done. You and I keep it alive because we walk with this guilt complex. And the reason why we walk in the guilt complex is because we're not really walking in the fullness of, of the position and the place that Jesus has positioned us. We're not truly convinced that his blood is enough to wash us clean and to forgive us and to free us from the effects of sin. And the truth of the matter is, if you are washed by the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus is powerful enough to this day to not only the forgiveness of sin, not only the washing away of sin, but all of the effects of sin that would want to try to torment you and twist your life up. Condemnation is one of the effects of sin. That's why we, 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 one of my favorite things to tell the devil when he is tormenting me and my mind, you know, because how many of you ever made a mistake? Huh? Wait a minute. Am I seeing right here? How many of you have made a mistake? As a believer, made a mistake. You regretted saying something or acting a certain way or acting less than a Christian. One of the things I love to do when that happens to me and the devil torments because you walk away and you feel guilty and it just like gets in your mind. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that the negative things that we shouldn't be thinking about are the things that just ingrain themselves? We can't get rid of them. Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's why the Bible says taking every thought captive and forcing it into the obedience of Christ. So one of the things that I love to practice is if I've done one of those things and I've had one of those days where, you know, I've just acted less than a Christian or, or responded in, in a way that I shouldn't have responded or lost my temper or acted like a jerk. Yeah, just because pastors before my name doesn't mean that I'm exempt from acting like a jerk. My feet touch the ground just like yours. Anybody know what I'm talking about? One of the things I like to practice is go before God. You know, I get it. I say, thank you, Lord, for cleansing me. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me another chance. Thank you, Lord, that you're not counting my sin against me. But you've given me the precious blood of Jesus to forgive me. And, Lord, thank you that you're a God of a second chance. And, devil, just for the record, the blood of Jesus is against you. There are some things we've got to learn to forget. 
And every mistake you ever made, just forget it and move on. Just forget it. Say, forget it. Turn to somebody and say, forget about it. Just forget about it and move on in life. Because thinking about the past, the past mistakes and the past failures and the past things, like, like I like to, you know, I get on, I like to watch some, some of these shows sometimes and, and it just frosts me. These pe- people get on television, they start talking about what their mother did, what their father did, and they're like this because of this one and that one. And they're pointing their blame and they talk about their woes and their woes and their woes. Think to my way, be quiet, man. You're just, you're just complaining. You just want to, you want everyone to, you know, feel sorry for you or something. Doesn't matter what anyone has done to you. The fact of the matter is whatever humans have done to you, Jesus has done something better. So, so we've got to learn to forget some things, but we have to learn to remember some things. And we've, we've got to train our thinking and take Take charge and control of the thoughts that go through our minds. Reject some, forget them. You know, the Bible says that that all of our sins, the sins that we have repented of, are in God's sea of forgetfulness. And where God doesn't remember anymore. So why are you keeping the power of that thing alive by dwelling on it and thinking about it? Why are you doing that to others around you? Your husband may have, you know, messed up or did something and came to you with a heart of repentance and asked you to forgive. Why are you holding that against him? Man, he made a mistake. He's human, just like you're human. You know, sometimes we act like we never made a mistake. We act like we never disappointed anybody. We act like, you know, come on, am I preaching good or are you just just sleeping on me today? Or am I stepping on your toe? You know, forgive him. Let him go. Or, Or your wife, if she's done something, forgive her and let her go. And forget about it. Forget about it. There are some things you ought to forget about. And there, but there are some things you ought to remember. And the things worth remembering are the good things, the highlights, the positive things, the things that God has done, the positive things your spouse has done, the good points. You know, one of the things that I found over the years is watching married couples and ministering to married couples. Um, in all the, all the years that I have watched married couples, I've never, ever, ever, ever have witnessed where one would you know, keep all the negative points before that spouse all the time. You're like this. You're like that. You need to change. You need to do this. You need to. I've never seen that a couple like that really have a a successful, happy marriage. But on the other hand, I've seen couples who have purpose to focus in on the strong points and build one, one another up and not tear each other down. And I've, I'm not saying that they're always perfect at this, but I've seen those couples have strong, strong, healthy marriages that survive the test of time, survive the trials and the tests of life. And the same holds true in, in relationships, friendships, ministry relationships, even with your children, you know, that, that parent and child relationship. I've never seen a child grow up healthy in all the years that I've ministered to families or see a secure child when a parent is always picking on the child's bad points. You're like this, you're like that, you're like the other thing. You're never going to amount to anything. No, don't discipline and don't raise children from a negative perspective. Do it from a positive perspective. You, you're better than this. You have something great inside of you. 
You can be everything you want to be. You will accomplish everything you set your heart to accomplish. You may be struggling, but this struggle is going to, going to come to an end. I will help you and be with you and help you to progress in these things. Positive affirmation always creates and brings forth the best results. Why? Because the negative things you are saying are forming judgments in your child's mind, in your spouse's mind, in a friend's mind, or in some other relationship that be, presents to us a warfare that we're going to have to fight or that person's going to have to fight. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC PO Box 8187 White Plains, New York 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hagistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.